Welcome to The Ambitious Agent, where we give you information that you can use right now, right here today to help you gain more clients, make more money and retain those clients. Let's go. Okay, you guys. So for today, I want to quickly talk to you about how to create a six-figure Medicare business. It may seem daunting for those of you who've started and you've not been able to do it. It may seem like it's just something that's really possible when you think about clients that continuously fall off the books for one reason or another during OEP or these these telemarketers that are constantly calling or folks that fall off during AEP. There is a way to kind of curtail some of that. Some of it is stuff we can't do too much about. These telemarketers that call and change people's plans over the phone, ultimately, your client has to be wise enough to not give these folks their information. I, I tell my clients all the time, when a telemarketer, when somebody calls over the phone and they want to talk to you about their insurance and they're asking questions, don't even give them your name. Don't give them your date of birth. Don't give them anything because they don't need much information to complete that enrollment. Chances are they have a lot of your information already. As much as I admonish my clients not to do that, I always have a few that do it anyway and then call later on in a panic because um, they've switched plans and their doctor doesn't accept their new plan. But there are some things that we can do. So I'm going to give you guys 10 tips, 10 things that you You need to put the pen to the paper and figure out how many apps are you going to have to write? How many apps are going to have to stick to the books in order for you to make six figures the following year? Now, during these podcasts, I'm honest. I'm not going to give you any fluff. I'm not going to shoot you. And I'm not going to tell you no bullshit. It's really difficult to create a six-figure renewal Medicare business in one year. It's not impossible, but it's difficult. So what we're going to talk about today is how you can do that over the course of two years. Two, just two years, 24 months of sacrifice and you can have your life changed. Can you imagine every month you got $8,300 coming in, whether you get up and get new business or not? It's a beautiful thing. So first do the math. What I always like to tell agents is, Let's focus on how many apps you have to complete so that you can hit your goals come next January when your renewals come in. That's what you want to focus on because the way commissions are paid with the pro rate and everything, you know, it's hard to say how many T65s you're going to get every month, you know, in order to get that bigger commission. It's a lot easier to do the math on how many folks you can get every month. You know, some of them are going to be T65s and some aren't unless you got some type of plug or some hookup on the T65s. But I always like to start off by telling agents, let's number one, talk about how much money you need coming in to pay your bills. Don't don't lower the number. I want to know the exact number, no matter how big it is. How much money do you need coming in every month to make sure that your bills are completely paid? That's always our first goal. That's our first goal. 
So January of next year, depending on where we are in the year. So we're assuming we're at the beginning of the year. When I'm talking to to new agents about this, let's do the math and figure out how many apps we need to have put up this year so that come January, when you get that renewal check, it pays all your bills. Then that second year is when we're going to focus on putting up enough apps to hit that six-figure renewal mark. So first, it's always doing the math. Do the math to see how many apps you need to put up to just pay your bills each month coming from renewals, not new business. Then that second year is when we'll talk about how many apps you need to put up now to hit that six-figure number. And you guys, it can be done. Folks are doing it all the time. So once you do the math, we know, and if for some folks, like I have some agents who still, they're young, they still live at home. So they don't really have, I have one, I don't really have any bills at all. So, you know, for someone like that, then, you know, we're going to start off with trying to do enough to where your renewals are at least going to be $3,000 next month. Um, and if you want if it's someone that wants to be really aggressive, then we're going to do it where $4,200 is is the amount that we want coming in in January. And we're going to go backwards to see how many apps you have to put in each month to do that. Now, when you're doing that math and you're thinking of the apps you have to put up each month, you guys, there's a few things that I want you to remember. Number one, for some insurance companies, one of them has just changed from this rule and some may follow suit later, but most of them are this way. Let's just say, I meet somebody that has United Healthcare. They have an HMO. They're like, I really need that PPO plan though, because it's this new cardiologist I want to go to. He doesn't accept United Healthcare's HMO plans, but he accepts this PPO plan. And the rest of my doctors, they're already in network and they're in the PPO network. I switched that client from one United Healthcare plan to a new United Healthcare plan. I'm not going to get the renewals on that client. So one of the rules that United Healthcare put in place many years ago to curtail what some agents were doing, flipping business so that they could just get the renewals, but not doing what's right by the client is if I take a United Healthcare client and I switch them, I will get the money, the commissions for that first year. But the renewals are going to continue to be paid by the original to the original agent, not to me. So when you're doing the math and you're figuring out how many pieces of business that you need to put up so that you make a six figure renewal or a renewal, however much you need, just know that for most of the insurance companies, I think only one has since changed this. And I'm not going to say who because I haven't really reconfirmed it with someone I trust that works there, but I'm pretty sure it's changed. But keep in mind that for the lion's share of the companies, if you flip, if you're talking to somebody who got Aetna and you take them from one Aetna plan to the other Aetna plan, you're not going to get the renewals. You're only going to get the upfront money. So keep that in mind that that that's not one you count for renewals. That's just some money you got today. Now, with that person, when AEP rolls around, you may sit with them and it, you may find that Aetna's not a good fit anymore. And you, you may need to change them to a different carrier. Or to be honest with you, there've been times where I'm sitting in front of somebody who may be on Aetna and I can put them on the Aetna plan, or I can also put them on United. It's a better example. I'm sitting with somebody who's on a United plan 
and I can put them on this other United HMO plan, but Humana has an HMO plan that's almost identical to United's. Humana accepts all the doctors. Humana fulfills all their needs. If I know I have those two choices, I'm going to put that person on the Humana plan because I want to be able to get those renewals. Now, if taking this person from one United plan to another United plan is the best fit and it's the right thing, then that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to circle back around to that person at AEP to see and make sure that, you know, that United healthcare plan is still a good fit and they may not need to be switched to another company. But definitely keep that in mind when you're submitting business and you're thinking, okay, this is going to count toward my renewals because I made that mistake many years ago. And I thought that, man, when that January came, I thought my renewal book of business was going to be much bigger than it was. But it turns out I had a lot of folks that wanted to stay with the company they were with. Like for example, Edna came out with a new PPO plan in our area. It's wonderful. And a lot of folks who were already on their PPO plan was like, oh, no, I need to leave the Aetna PPO plan I'm on. And I want to get on that Aetna PPO plan. So for the ones that were my clients, of course, I continue to get the renewals. But for those that I flipped that were not my clients, I don't get renewals on that. So when you're thinking about the business that you're putting up, that's one thing I want you to keep in mind. The second thing that you need to keep in mind is everybody's not going to stay on the books. I don't care how good of a job you do. 20% going to fall off. You need to account for that. This is real life. By us not accounting for it or sticking our head in the sand or pretending like it's not so, it's not going to make it not so. <laughs> so you want to do some math and say, okay, I know that I may, I need to get in order to reach my goals. I need a hundred people um, on the books, but I'm going to do 120 folks, or 130 even. I'm going to get let 30. Yes, 30 fall off the books. So I say that because you're going to have some folks who are going to die. I just had, I had two folks die this month. We're, we're six days into the month. Those things are going to happen. You're going to have folks who are not going to listen to you, who are going to talk to somebody on the phone and let them change their blade. Now you may or may not be able to get this fo- this person back. You got to account for that. Or you're just going to have some folks who may attend a bingo or something and an agent may talk about a plan that they feel like is a better fit for them and they've changed. So those are things you got to keep in mind. Relationships. I've talked about it before. You want to build mutually beneficial relationships with folks who own businesses out here that cater to folks who have Medicare. I don't care what kind of business it is, but you want it to be beneficial mutually so that when they send you business, not only is it serving you, but you got to make sure it's serving them too. Go out there, build those relationships, and that way you will have a constant flow of applications that you'll be writing each and every month to make sure that you're meeting your goals. If you're a few short, go do some events and make that happen. When you enroll somebody into a Medicare Advantage plan, the sale is not complete until that card is in their hand. A lot of agents, after they submit the app, they never want to talk to the person again. And you know what? I get it. Especially as your book grows, you kind of don't have time, but you got to make time. So keep in mind that as agents, when we're in front of people, it's two things that we're always trying to do. Number one, we are always trying to set ourselves up as the expert. That's what we want the person to think with the way we dress, the way we carry ourselves. 
the words we use, the order in which we ask the questions. Um, so you want to always make sure that in number two, we're trying to retain business because we want a nice renewal. So once you've submitted the application, you guys know how you order a package from Amazon and you you trust Amazon. You know the package is coming, but I still want to see that confirmation in my email. And I'm expecting to have my tracking number in a couple of days. If I don't, I'm 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 wondering where my tracking number at. Even if I don't track it, I just want to see that tracking number. I don't want to be left in the dark. I want to know what the next steps are. I want to know what's happening next. I may track it because I want to see, okay, it's in Ohio now. Okay, it's getting close. Oh, now it's in Louisiana. All right, getting close. It's the same thing when you're sitting with a client and you want to keep them in a loop. You don't want them in the dark. And this is one way to help ensure that this client sticks with you. So what you do is once the enrollment has been complete, you submit the application, you let client know what to expect next. You let them know, hey, I'm going to keep track of this enrollment. Once I see the enrollment is complete, I'm going to, and it just depends on how, how you communicate with the client. I'm either call, text, or email you and let you know the enrollment is complete. I'm going to give you your member ID number. So that if you need to go to the doctor while you await your card, you'll have what you need. I'll also give you the prescription information too, the bin number, the PCN number, and the group number and all that. Then you let them know. Once that happens, I'm going to let you know to be on the lookout for your card. You'll be getting your card in the mail within 14 days after I make that call to you or send you that text. So these are ways that you can touch the client. And keep yourself on the forefront of their mind anytime they have a Medicare question. What I also like to do is, especially for folks that are new to Medicare or maybe somebody who's not new, but they never had an agent take the time to just explain things to them before. So they're nervous. They know they need to change plans, but they're scared to change plans. So sometimes with folks like that, you got to start from the beginning. And explain Medicare 101. Make sure you take some time with them and answer their questions. When I'm done, I always like to send folks a card, but not the usual thank you card. I don't particularly believe in thanking clients for working with me. But what I do like to send is I bought some cards off of Amazon. They're really cute, very affordable. Some of them say hooray. Some say like a boss. Some say congratulations. Um... Some say congrats, some say OMG. With those cards in the inside, I like to tell them, oh my God, congratulations. You survived Medicare. Oh, you grabbed Medicare like a boss by the horns, tackled it to the ground and look where we are now. You won. So I, I, I like to have fun on my appointment. So I say a lot of funny things in the cards, but it's a funny way of just congratulating them for surviving Medicare. Because you know, a lot of the clients are so nervous. When they first talking to you, they anxious. They just want to get it done. They hear all this conflicting information. And then there's you. There's you to come and just. Just calm them down, explain it in layman terms and have them feeling great once you leave. So I like to send that card. That's another way to touch them. It's a way to make them laugh. It's a way to help them to remember you. So after I send that card out, then um, when I, I about two weeks after I see their member ID number has been generated, I do put in a call. I put in a card. I want to make sure that you've received your member ID card. Have you received the 
welcome packet and you remember ID card. Wonderful. Everything looks good. Your, your proper PCP is on the front. That's great. So that's one way to touch them. The first 90 days, you guys, is so important, especially during OEP and AEP. You really want to be on top of it. So then I reach out to them again. I want to make sure that um, uh, I do a 90-day check-in. Now, sometimes before I do the 90-day check-in, I may call them and say, when I make sure that they receive their member ID card, I may say, hey, you know, I've been doing this business for a long time. And I've seen so much happen with my clients that I care for so much. And I've learned that had I been proactive instead of reactive in the past, I could have saved a lot of my clients heartache and pain. If you don't mind, can I ask you a few questions? One of the questions I always ask is if they have the power of attorney paperwork completed. And I educate them on how POAs work with married couples, with your children and all that in the state that we live in. And you and it's not what people think. And I explain to them the value and the importance of having your POA done. You guys, they appreciate that. It's something you're doing for free that you don't make any money off of and it shows that you care. Now, for those of you who upsell and sell other lines of business, other, you know, um, types of insurance, maybe life insurance or whatnot, now's the perfect time to also bring up that life insurance question. So after that, I do a 90-day check-in. You can do a 90-day check-in with text. You ain't got to call. 90 days. Hey, you know, Mrs. Jones, this is Sharice just touching base. I want to make sure that everything's going well with your insurance. You're not having any hiccups. You don't have any questions. Now, this is a scary text to send, right? Oh, Lord, because you don't want them to text you back with, well, you know what? This isn't working. I tried to get this reception and this happened and this and this and this. But it's better to just go ahead and just handle it then and don't let it fester and get worse. If it's something that you can resolve, go ahead and resolve it. It may mean they may need to change insurances. I've had that happen. Lady need to change within the first 90 days. Um, It just wasn't working with the insurance that she had. So that's your opportunity to do that and save that client and keep them. The idea is no insurance is perfect, but you want to get them on one that's going to best serve the majority of their needs. Um, Also, you can send a quarterly text out to all of your clients reminding them to use their over-the-counter card or order their stuff out of the catalog. There are a lot of programs out there, some CRMs that allow you to send group texts. Look into it. Um, Some CRMs are free and you have that feature or you may have to pay a little something just for that feature separately, but it's wonderful. You can send a group text. You can you can set it up early to go out at the last week of every quarter. That's one way to touch all of your clients four times a year. Boom. And I believe in touching at least 10. So you only got six more touches to go. I absolutely love doing that. And it just reminds them of a benefit that they have included that they probably have forgotten about. You know, you can send another group text um, right before AEP starts um, the last quarter, that the, the end of that third quarter or right at the beginning of October, reminding them to use up their dental benefit. If you guys need to go to the dentist, remember that with your plans, the dental benefits, if you choose to stay with it, starts over on the first of every year. 
Use that dental benefit now, especially if you have a lot of dental work you need done. And in January, you can hop right back in that dental chair first week of January and use the use the um, new benefits. So you can use those benefits back to back. Um, you can send a mass email or text for AEP. You know, I would send that the last week of September. Hey, you guys, it's that time of year again. You know, if you're satisfied with the plan you got, wonderful. If 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 the plan you're on is not a good fit, if you want to compare it to some other plans, or you just want to see what your plan is going to look like next year, schedule some time with me. And so that's another way to touch your clients. Also sending out newsletters. Um, if you use a CRM, like I said, they have some free ones out there that let you send out newsletters to all the folks whose email address you have. You can send out a quarterly newsletter. It doesn't have to be something you're doing every month. It could just be quarterly. That's only four newsletters. You can write all of them the first month of the year and have them teed up and ready to go for the whole year. Birthday cards, you can hire a third party to send out birthday cards, or you can send out either birthday cards or you can just do a quick birthday text. If you have that the, the program that allows you to do text, you can do a quick birthday text. For the birthday cards, what I like to do is everybody who say has a March birthday, I just drop all them cards off March 1st. Just, just put them all in the mail at one time. That covers everybody for March. Um, so these are some of the 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 tactics, the tips that I use to help me to create this six figure business. But after you have these clients, you got to keep these clients. You have to make sure that you're constantly finding ways to touch them. Another way is you can just send a mass text and just say, hey, this is Sharice Hurst. You know, I'm just checking in to see how you're doing. Make sure everything's all good. This is not just about insurance, but this is just about you. I hope you're doing well. And you can just send those texts out, you know, every every couple months. You know, you can send those out once a quarter too. Maybe the, the first month of every quarter or the second month of every quarter is when you'll send the how you doing text out. And that's a way that you keep yourself in the forefront of their mind. And anytime they do have an insurance question or somebody says something that piques their interest, they're going to be sure to come to you instead of going with that other person and letting them change their insurance. So these are some ways that you can create that business by going out, building the relationships, doing the math, knowing how many applications you need to put up each month. And that's all you think about. Don't think about what happened last month. Don't think about what you got to do next month. Think about this month and what your goal is for this month and make that goal happen. Remember to stay in contact with your clients. You got to touch them to make sure because this is a competitive business, boy, everybody's trying to take your business. So you want to have your business solidified by building that relationship with your clients and maintaining it by just sending them those those little random texts, sending them a little something in the mail, you know, maybe putting a call into them or sending them an email. That's all going to help you maintain your book of business. And last but not least, when you're sending your text out or your emails, you can send a max te mass text out to your clients and ask, hey, you know, I just want to check in with you. Um, do you need any help with anything? Do you need any help with paying for your prescriptions? Do you need any help with getting medical equipment that you may need? Do you need help with having somebody come into the home and help you? Solve these problems. Don't let them go to another agent. They need to come to you.
So you guys, I hope this information has been beneficial. Um, We're going to talk more in other episodes about building. We'll get more deep into building the six-figure business, the types of relationships you need to build, who you need to talk to, what you need to say to get this business going. I'll catch you guys on the next round.